Well, we're going to start a new series. Last week, we concluded a series on the life of Joseph, and we're going to talk about the sower and the word, the sower and the word. Notice the differentiation between that. And tonight, we're going to start with a title that uh, I put. Not all of them will have titles. They'll just mainly have the sower and the word, but I call this the epic battle the epic battle uh, in the kingdom of God in our lives serving the Lord. Uh, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. And as you turn to Mark 4, this series will clarify to you how God's word works in your life. Um, we have a pillar, a foundational pillar of the word of God. And my goal is that all of us will change. It's not that there's something bad. It's just all of us will change. Uh, we become more clear. We become more intentional and defined in receiving all the things that belong to us. A lot of times as, as a believer, you know, because we have faith and we believe God, you know, we, we, God can do anything. Yeah, he can do anything. But his word tells us what he's going to do. And faith grows in a greater way when we understand exactly what God is saying about certain subjects or situations that we face. So God wants you to have all that he's promised. All promises are yea and amen from the Lord. But when we don't know the promises, uh, then we don't have faith for those promises. So we're going to define this. We're going to take week after week after week after week, and we're going to define how this takes place, how the Word of God, how God set it up in His kingdom for us to live this lifestyle as a Word person. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. And again, He began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to Him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Now, we're going to begin, and I've covered this before through the last 14, almost 15 years, is why did Jesus get in the boat? You know, why didn't Jesus just stay there? Because, you know, we're supposed to be close, and, and they, they were thronging close to him, that's good because back then they didn't have a microphone system. But let's just go ahead and talk about this. First of all, uh, I believe the first answer is many would try to touch him to be healed and he couldn't get his teaching finished. We have to understand that it's the word that built their faith and gave them the ability to believe God and receive. So the, the, the concept here is he got in the boat because Christ knew he's the word of God, but Christ knew it's the word that builds the faith for you and I to believe him for what he's promised. In Psalm 138, verse 2, it literally, you know, we know that Jesus almost always taught the word of God first. And so in Psalm 138, verse 2, it states, You, O Lord, have magnified your word above 
your name. You, O Lord, have magnified your word above your name. So the reality is the word of God comes first. A lot of people will, will come to church, they'll go to a Bible study, and, and they have needs. And God wants to meet those needs, but God wants us to recognize is that as we grow in the word of God, we begin to walk in kingdom realities, and we begin to walk in kingdom health or divine health because our faith actually causes us to act or react to kingdom realities from taking care of ourselves, sometimes eating properly, but more than just believing God's our healer because we are bathed in the word of God. So the first reason why he got on the boat was so that he could continue to teach the word of God. And the second reason, and here it is, a lot of times things happen in the Bible because there needs to be things that need to be done so everybody can hear. We have what I have in my hand, a microphone. And so when I begin to talk, everybody hears because it's louder than the volume of our conversation. So Jesus went in the boat because water is a natural amplifier and it allowed him to speak to thousands. So literally they got in the boat and they got in positions in, in uh, caverns and the, the hills so that their voice would echo so that everybody could hear. So, uh, you know, sometimes when we read the word of God, we, we're thinking, well, why did such and such, such and such, you know, happen or why were they there? Sometimes it's just because amplification. And, and so when you read and study the word of God, um, there are just sometimes just some physical reasons why they did what they did. Verse 2, then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, verse 9 uh, says, and he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, that's a funny statement. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. All right? He, he's not saying, you know, hey, some of you that have ears hear because I know a lot of you don't have ears. He wasn't saying that. Bottom line, and, and why I'm bringing that is because there's a real focus on just the volume, but really it is, are you really hearing what I'm saying? 
Are you really hearing the direction that I'm taking you? And when you study the Word and you get in the Word of God, that's what you do. You begin to live a life where you begin to understand God's taken you to places. God's taken you to levels in your life. And it takes time for that to happen. And uh, that's why the, the, the parable of sowing and the sower sows the word is because just like farming, um, it takes time for a crop to become a full harvest. And a lot of times when, when we're uh, in the word of God or we're, going about, we're wanting just this total answer of everything in life, and I know most of you, you you've, been, you've known the Lord for a long time, so that's not you. But we need to understand, even where we're at in maturity, there are things that God is saying to us, and because of our, our security, and because of our maturity, sometimes we don't listen because sometimes we think we just know it. I've been a Christian all these years, and I just know it. I don't, I don't need to go and into the Bible and read it all the time because I know it. I know that scripture. I can quote it to you. But how many of you realize that you've read scripture before and you've learned from it, and then a year, two years later, you go back and you're reading through the Bible, whatever, and you read that same scripture, and all of a sudden it's like, light bulb, something new has been said. And so that's what Jesus is saying because Living for the Lord, being a born-again believer, is a lifelong journey of sowing. A lifelong journey of sowing. So, Jesus said in that scripture, everybody can hear God, but not everybody does. Verse 10, but when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. So now, Jesus, remember what we're doing. We're talking about the epic battle. We're talking about here is the battle that you and I have every day of our life unless we understand this parable. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to understand this parable, and then we're going to dive deeper into the meaning of the parable because if you understand this, you will, Jesus will say, you'll understand everything. If you understand this principle, you will be able to understand everything in the kingdom of God. Now, how many of you would like to have a little blue book that tells you um, everything? Amen. I would. I've known the Lord, you know, over four decades, and I'm still learning a lot. I'm still learning. So Jesus is explaining this. There will be people who hear what I am saying, but they won't see it. They hear it, but they don't see it, so it doesn't become real to them. There will be those who see it, but don't perceive it, 
and understand it because they see it, but they actually say, I know, I know that. Have you ever heard anybody or know someone that every time you tell them something, yeah, I know that, I know that. Yeah, I've experienced that. And then they want to tell you their story because they, they, they know that. Well, what he's saying here is no, they, they may perceive it, but they don't understand it, and it hasn't become real in their life because what the Word of God does is you will face different things in life, but the same Scripture speaks to all of those, but you have to understand by living it out, acting on that Word to see the revelation of how that will work in that situation. Are you following what I'm saying there? So, so we're, we're doing uh, this reality of, okay, if this is the most important parable, then we should really understand it, shouldn't we? So that we can apply it to every parable in the Bible, every scripture in the Bible, and every revelation in the Bible, because it's all about sowing the word of God. So in order to see it, perceive and understand the word, something must manifest in your heart. So let me just give you a little tidbit of where we're going to finish. That's the battle. That's the battle. It's your heart. Your heart is your spirit and your soul, mind, will, and emotions. There's that, that epic battle there. And a lot of times, because we don't understand when our emotions are just flying. How many of you ever faced situations where you can't handle your emotions? I have. All right, you just can't handle your emotions. You know it, you perceive it, you know what's right, but you, it's just at that moment, you're really not knowing what to do or how to feel. And your emotions are overwhelmed. And, and, and you're trying to do something. You're trying to fix something. But you know what the Word of God says, but you're, you're right there. You're stuck between the epic battle. So beginning in verse 13, Jesus begins to explain the depth of the sower. So when we talk about the sower, it's not just reading the Word of God. It's not just being able to quote the Word of God. It's allowing the Word to be sown deep into our heart. Mark 4, verse 13. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the Word. So there's anything that you get. We're going to talk about the epic battle. But if there's anything that you, you get here tonight, the sower sows the word. The sower is sowing in his heart. And we get into that place of our life where we have a tendency, sowing is what we're doing. Sowing is what we're accomplishing. Sowing is what we're succeeding in. Sowing is growing our bank account. We're, 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 we're succeeding. We're, we're uh, you know, really learning how to grow in every area of our life. Yes, we are. But really, it is the understanding is that you're sowing it in your heart. 
that it becomes so real to you, it is life in every situation. It comes in your heart, and it is solidified in your heart, and every action you make, every word you speak, is by what is in your heart. Because remember, Scripture says, and we'll, we'll talk about that later on in this series, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes, you know, guess me, sometimes it's the abundance of my mouth <laughs> that gets me in trouble. It's the abundance of the heart that the mouth should speak. So if it gets me in trouble, then what's in my heart? Is there understanding? Is there a realization of what the Word of God is? You see the, the principle here, the kingdom principle? All right. So this parable is about the Word of God or the sower and the Word. Again, the sower is sowing in his heart. Verse 15. And these are the ones by the wayside where the Word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves so, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Do you not realize how much is in this passage? That's why it's going to take us a couple, two, three months to go through this and to understand it and really get it to the place where what Jesus was talking about that we need to hear. But these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. So let's make some observations in the introduction of this series. Jesus said in this parable, everyone here heard the word, or everyone here heard what I said. Then everyone received the word the same way. They heard the word through their ears. We're going to describe that, how, how God created our bodies. He created our spirit. He created our soul, that it works together to bring about this revelation and this surety in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord of everything. In this parable, also, there were four different types of people described as ground. So in, in this, there are four different types of ground. Now, they were people, but people or your heart is your ground. Okay? Three out of the four did not receive any fruit from what they heard. Yikes. Three out of the four did not receive fruit from what they heard. Why? 
because of their ground. Remember, we're talking about the epic battle. We're talking about something that's in the heart. We understand the heart is a spirit and the soul, mind, will, and emotions, all right? And the spirit is, is perfect, but the soul is not. And so there's like a battle that's going on. And we're going to see that God and the enemy, Satan, is after the heart. So, because of the ground, zero prayers based on what they received from the word of God came to pass. It's not the word's fault. It's the ground's fault. Anybody here ever did a garden? Anything? You raise your hand and respond to me. Yeah, okay, a lot of you. All right, so you know the ground is very important when you plant seed. And the ground's hard or, or, or whatever. You have to till it. You have to weed it, all the different things. In this parable, we're going to teach on all and, and literally magnify all the different principles that are based in regular life, going to work, being faithful, all the different things of life, is that this is going to bring us real understanding so that, and when I say this, it's the epic battle, but when you get the understanding of it, this parable, life will become easy. Decisions will become much more easier. Conclusions of things will become more real to you because it's not based on the differences uh, in the ground because you will now know you will till your ground, your heart. You will always have a heart that's a heart of flesh. It's pliable. Your, your spirit uh, will be ruling we're going to learn about the younger, which is your spirit, which became born again. But your soul is as old as you were born. And literally, the Bible talks about, literally, that's even when you're in your mother's womb. So God knew you. He, he called you. He anointed you. And so when we understand that is that in order to get to that place, where we begin to live kingdom success, it's about winning the battle on a daily basis regarding the ground of our heart. So one type of person or piece of ground produced fruit, and it produced it in three different levels. So even when you get to that place where your heart is producing fruit, it still can grow. So I've learned a long time ago with this parable that no matter what I've learned, what I've accomplished in life, all those things, there's still more God has for me. There's still much more wisdom that I can learn. There's still much more things that I can see and perceive and know. And so there never will be a time where I walk around and say, I got this thing. But there will be a time that our faith is secure because our faith is in him, Jesus Christ, who is the word of God. You see the difference there? Okay. So 30, 60, and 100-fold, we can continue to grow. 
But it is possible to receive 100% of the fruit from the word uh, of God that comes through your ears into your heart. So understand that. That's, that's me. I, I guess, you know, it's me because the word in me and reading scripture and all that. But I, I could just say, you know, just from playing sports. And in order to win, I, I knew I had to do my best. And, and so it gives you a, not a desire and love for the word of God. I have a desire and love for the word of God. But I have a passion for the 100%. My goal is not just, you know, living a life that's good. You know, how things going, Pastor? Good. Oh, that's great, Pastor. Yeah, it's great. You know, things are good. Well, I just don't want that. I, I want everything that God has promised me. Don't you? Don't you want everything that God's promised you for your family, for your kids, your grandkids, your business, your spouse, your relationship with God? Just, just everything. I, you know, I still play sports, but I'm basically now a legend in my own mind. But, you know, I work hard at trying to be better and fall on my face a lot when I'm playing sports, but that's all right. But I still, I have such a love and a passion to do better, not to beat somebody or to do this. I want to do better. And so that is what, in this epic battle, when you're in the Word of God and you begin to walk in such a, a reality of the Word, it's just not so spiritually minded, even though you become spiritually minded because your soul is beginning to turn around and renew. But here's the point, is that you just downright enjoy the blessings of the Lord. You downright enjoy being a blessing to those next to you. You love it when you, when you bless your grandkids or your kids. You love it in those areas. You, you enjoy doing things, you, you know, and, and surprising them and everything. See, that's God's heart towards you. But he's given you a principle to be able to live that out. All right, so let's go on. So you have the ability to get complete fulfillment of what God promised in his word. And in this series, we're going to learn how to do that. I'm after this. So here's the key Jesus gives us. Learn how to receive the word properly and to protect the word or it so it, the word, will grow up and become a harvest. It will produce, produce fruit. It will produce love, joy, peace, all the, the fruit of the Spirit, and, and bear fruit in your lives. In other words, other people will be blessed around you. That's just what I want to do as a pastor. You know, let me tell you, my greatest passion is not standing up here. My greatest passion is drawing you closer to the Lord, giving you truth 
that you can draw closer to the Lord. My greatest passion is, as a pastor, is, is to encourage you and to teach you and to disciple you where you can walk in your giftings to the fullest. Of course, in real life, my greatest passion is to see that Terry's call in her life is fulfilled. Be the good ground. There it is. Be the good ground. We'll go back to verse 13 to Mark 4. Let's read this again. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? So this parable is the key cornerstone that is pivotal, pivotal insight to every other teaching. When you read the book of Matthew, when you read Deuteronomy, now as you read it, you read it with the mentality of Mark chapter 4. If you miss this process in your spiritual walk, you will misinterpret everything else. That's what Jesus said. If you miss the process of sowing, the sower sowing the word, then you will miss the interpretation of everything else. Now, it's not that you don't hear it, not that you don't perceive it. It's that the understanding, the fullness of the revelation of what you're reading in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all on down through the Bible. So, verse 14, uh, this is it, the big kahuna. I know we were in Hawaii. The big kahuna, the sower sows the word. Sowing the word. Well, let me ask you now, in reality of the kingdom of God, who is the sower? Originally, it is God. Because it is God's word that he sent. So first, God himself sowed the word. And the Bible says that nothing comes back to him void, his word. Okay? And, and in the reality of that, we need to understand what God said to us in his word will come to pass. It's not that it won't, but we have to go into the same process that God did. We have to move into the same process. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that, it, that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God the Father was pleased with the word of God, Jesus Christ. This is my son whom I am well pleased. And so the reality, when it says that, it will accomplish what I please, it's a done deal to the Father. Are you seeing that? It's a done deal. You know how many people um, spend hours praying, God, if you will only do what you have said, it has already pleased God that he sent it 
for it to be done. But now he's saying, but there are many that hear my word, but they don't perceive it. And even if they perceive it, they don't understand it. And so they aren't living it out. They aren't responding by their spirit and allowing this to be the rule of their life and of their thoughts. What we're talking about, the epic battle. Let's go on. Here's another step. There are other sowers too. I am a sower. I take God's word, what he's given to me, and I sow it into other people's lives and their hearts. It's one of my passions. There are many sowers out there. So listen very closely in the next step. It, is, it has much more to do with the ground than it does with the sower. When God's word comes out, it's the way it is received. So if it's the way it's received, then when you come into the services, like this morning, and then I get up and I speak on a certain topic, it's the way it's received that will produce fruit or produce growth or maturity in the reception of the Word of God. So what I have found out in my life is I can learn from anybody. I learn from all of you. Spending enough time with, with many of you, I've learned from you. I've watched your life. I've seen how you handled loss. I've seen how you've handled things. And you've risen up. I know. In private, you may have bawled your eyes out or, or whatever. But then I see the man, the woman of God, who is understanding of God's comfort, God's peace, everything, and you walk in a, an uprightness in the kingdom of God. So I'm proud of you. I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to watch you live your life. It blesses Terry and I. It blesses us to watch who you are. And you know what? There are times we can talk about hard stuff, pains of the past, different things, but that doesn't change the respect we have because what's happening is that you're grasping, you're listening, you're hearing God's word, and, and you're changing and allowing the Holy Spirit to bring you comfort and to bring you uh, the fruit of the Spirit. So again, Jesus is telling us you must hear the word right and receive it correctly. So in this series, we're going to learn how to hear the word of God right and receive the word of God correctly. So you must receive the word, put it in your heart by producing right ground. How do you do that? Thanks for asking that question because we're going to teach you how to do that. We're going to cover it and protect it. So it will grow up and bear fruit. Then you eat the fruit. Remember this morning I talked about when you're first married uh, that you don't have understanding of marriage. Uh, you eat the crop of the past. But as you begin to plant seed of, of what God has programmed for you, because we're deprogramming some of the things of the past, and we're programming the word of God in our hearts 
as a couple, and God begins to move in our lives, and we begin to see 30, 60, and 100-fold. But it's how you receive one another, because each other is speaking the word, living the word. We're word people. We're important. We're called. We're anointed. We're gifted. And so you work with that, and it's how you receive the different ways that the word of God is brought into your life. The word cannot come in one ear and out the other. Church family, it's not always that we are not paying attention. Again, it's the ground of our heart. We could be listening intently. We could be listening to every word and repeat every word. But if the ground is not ready to receive it, that's why is you find in OSL and you find in leadership stuff that we've done is that we always talk about to receive the word of God. How do you receive the word of God from me when I teach it? You receive me as a gift from the Lord as I receive you as a gift from the Lord. How do I uh, come under and work with and association with your giftings when you're functioning in leadership in the church is because I've learned to receive who you are. Okay, let's go on. Watch this now. Verse 14 and 15, the sower sows the word. Verse 15, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear, and Satan comes immediately. The epic battle. So the question is, when does Satan come? When they hear. Right away, when they hear. I, I crack up sometimes. Not that that happened today or whatever, but, you know, it happens periodically, and sometimes it's not a spiritual thing. It just happens. But once in a while, stuff happens like a phone going off or a, a horn goes off or an alarm system on a car goes off, and all of a sudden everybody, and we're right there at that place of just boom, just sticking the word right there into our hearts. And all of a sudden everybody goes beep, 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 and, and boom, we lose it. Now, that just happens. Let me tell you, life happens. We'll read a scripture and people will say, yeah, but that, you don't know what I've gone through. That doesn't resonate with me because this is what I've experienced in my life. And what that is, is the enemy coming in to right away immediately steal. Okay? I mean, I... I yeah, it just is a wave, you know, boom. But the reality is we get to a place, you know, that's why, um, I don't know, uh, Pastor Bradford was the person who put all those mirrors in the foyer, but there are mirrors in the office, and, you know, I check, make sure everything's closed, everything's where it needs to be. You know, because if I'm standing up here, and, you know, I got a big old blotch of, grape juice from one of the babies spitting up on me, you know, everyone's going to be looking at the grape juice. What is that? What happened to Pastor? 
and we'll go 10 minutes without us even hearing the word. And that sounds so simple and, you know, no, I'm mature enough for that. So am I. But if I go somewhere and I hear someone speak and I see a big old brown spot on their shirt, my mind's going to go there. I'll, I'll come back. But in life, in the spiritual life, the enemy will do anything he can. He'll bring back things of 40 years to your mind to get you off kilter so that your ground is not ready to receive the engrafted word of God in your heart so that it will bear fruit. Only one type of ground bears fruit. And we're going to, in this series, learn that ground, what it is, and we're going to walk in that and we're going to see it manifest in such a great way because we are in the beginning stage of great breakthrough in our lives. You're experiencing it. Many people are letting me know that they're experiencing it. We're going to see it in a powerful way. So in this, we have to, to understand Jesus didn't even mention someone in this parable that didn't even hear the word. Everybody did. A person who doesn't hear the word doesn't even have a chance. But everybody heard the word. And I want to tell you, everybody in here hears the word. Everybody comes to church, hears the word. So Satan's greatest strategy is to keep you away from the church and not hear the word. Bottom line. Don't forsake the assembly together of the believers. Then he won't have to steal it from you. And so he gets you so focused on other things, he will manipulate and control you because you come to church, you smile, you, you do great things, but the bottom line, there's this turmoil that's going on. And what that is, is the word is being stolen because our heart, our ground has been full of thorns of unforgiveness and anger and frustration and all the different things. And so when the word comes, it can't stay. It's stolen immediately because the ground is not ready. So bottom line, if our ground's not ready, then he won't have to steal it from you because it will perish. He'll get you so focused on other things, he will manipulate again and control you. So verse 15 says, when they hear, Satan comes. Satan comes immediately. Now, let me just say this to you. Probably none of us in here have been introduced to Satan. Maybe you have. But you've been introduced to his demons, the kingdom of darkness. And I'm not trying to be weird. We'll, we'll cover that later in the battle. But the question is, why is it so important to, to Satan to come immediately? Why would it say he comes immediately? Well, the answer, it is his number one priority because he knows if he doesn't stop the word right there, it can grow or will grow and bear fruit. That's our victory. 
We sing the song, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. But I want to tell you, um, the greatest victory is that your ground is fertile, that you're ready. When you come into church, you come in to lead worship, you come into church, you come in to teach next door, whatever you do in the church and volunteer, and you come in just to be a blessing to other people, I want to tell you, make sure your ground is ready to hear the Word of God. Because if it gets there, it will be planted. You then will be a sower of the word and bear fruit. Let's read the whole verse, verse 15, Mark 4. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So Satan has a clear agenda to take away the word that was sown, getting the word out of your heart. So let me just say this to you. You got to understand, it can get in your heart, but if your heart is not fertile, if your ground is not fertile, he can take it away. So this parable, in conclusion, is about you attempting to receive the word and keep it in your heart so it grows up. The epic battle. The devil, second, the devil is trying to get it out of your heart so it doesn't grow up. Again, this is the epic life and battle of the kingdom of God. This is how the whole system works. Because if we don't have fertile ground in our heart that we must prepare, we're going to learn how to do that, that we must prepare, then the enemy can come in immediately and steal. All right, let me just uh, kind of give you um, a little illustration. Is you know why people don't get saved? You know why people don't receive promises of God, healing, etc. Because we've lost our battle. We lost the epic battle. Because we have been ripped off. Now, Satan comes immediately because he knows. It's kind of like an oak tree. If you plant an uh, oak tree seed and you put it in the ground, take a small shovel, go in there, dig it out. You got it. It's done. But if you plant an oak tree, 15 years later, you go to dig it up. That thing's huge. The roots are deep. And he can't do it. The success of a believer is, according to Ephesians, is that your roots grow deep. And even though all Hades is breaking loose, coming at you, you're not uprooted. You don't react the way you used to before Christ. But you act on the word of God and you stand and you know that greater is he that's within you than he's in the world. And you begin quoting scripture as Jesus did. We're going we're gonna to see how Jesus, uh, next time together, we're going to continue on the epic battle. And we're going to talk more about the, the, the battle. and We're going to dig deeper into this. But I want you to know is at Valley Community Church, 
We're a church that is a word church. We are applying everything that scripture says that we are to be. Valley Community Church, you come here, it is fertile ground for growth. But those that have ears to hear must hear. I can't make people grow. I can't make people get their marriage straightened out. I can't make people uh, continue to walk in things. I, I'm, I'm not God. And let me just give you a secret. God doesn't make you either. He's given you a choice. And so if we choose on our own volition to live this life and all the time work on a daily basis on our ground, I promise you, every one of you, me included, I'm doing that. Okay, I'm doing that. But the reality is, is all of us can do it in a greater way and our ground become more fertile. And it becomes such a ground that immediately when the word comes in, it just explodes in our spirit because our spirit rules. And then that's when you will see the joy of the Lord. That's when you will see the fruit of the spirit ruling and reigning in your life, in your home, and those that you know. You will gather friends as we do here, as we continue to grow and move into realms that we are in the next two years as we do our breakthrough and how God has directed us in that. We're going to see some powerful, powerful things. I'm excited. How about you? You excited? Let's all stand. Thank you for being here.